Welcome to the Meet Hope Podcast, where we have conversations about faith and hope. Hope is one church made of people living out their faith through two expressions, in person and online. We believe a hybrid faith experience can lead to a growing influence in our community and our world for the sake of others. Welcome to Hope. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Meet Hope Podcast. My name is Rick, and I am happy to be here with Randy Peterson. Hi. Hi, Randy. How are you? I'm doing well. So we are uh, doing a third episode in our Advent series where we're looking at different characters from the Christmas story. Uh, we, we started out looking at the star, and yeah. then we talked about the wise men or the magi. And today we're going to talk about gifts. The gifts of the Magi, right? The gifts yes. of the wise men. And But before we do that, you have a story about gifts that you uh, you share in your book. Uh, so why don't you tell us about that? Well, yes. We are sort of following the uh, the book, The Wonder of Christmas, yeah. that uh, my brother and I wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother, Ken Peterson, uh, is a longtime editor and, and writer. Uh, he is uh, actually more of a devotional writer, and I am more of the, the I guess, scholarly writer mm-hmm. uh, and somehow we came together and and uh, it it kind of worked mm-hmm. for for this uh, without too too much uh, fisticuffs um, <laughs> but uh, but he wrote an introduction in which he told a story about our mom and I um, I'm glad he wrote it. It, it it was something I had forgotten until I read it again hmm. but uh, but mom was uh, mom was a giver uh, she, she passed away about 12 years ago but we remember her with great great fondness and love uh, that she she loved she loved to give I think that was her love language mm-hmm. that she she wanted to to give all year long she would go to yard sales and she would see this thing or that thing and say, oh, this would be perfect for Randy mm-hmm. or this would be perfect for Kantner. Um, and and she would amass these things that she bought at yard sale and hide them in some in the attic or, right. or somewhere. And then, uh, but she would get close to Christmas and she'd be wrapping those things up. And then she would be struck with guilt because she would suddenly realize, I am giving my beloved children these cast-offs from other households <laughs> that these are things people didn't want anymore so they sold them at a yard sale Used and I bought Christmas them cheaply, gifts, right? yeah. <laughs> and I'm giving these to my kids and so then she would rush out to the mall and get us all a whole bunch of more things to and so we would have just tons of packages uh, under the tree at Christmas time I'm not complaining about that at all that was a wonderful thing yes and, uh, but it would take all morning to be opening up and, and a lot of things from yard sales there but uh, but we knew very much that she she loved us greatly, but we did kind of want, keep wanting to say it's okay. You don't need more stuff to give us. Yeah. Just, just we love you. Just, just you know, let's be with you. And um, that was, um, but it was a, a lesson of love that we uh, that we all learned from that. So I am grateful for the gifts that that mom gave. Yeah, and so we thank uh, mom Peterson as well for yes. doing that because that's uh, that story uh, Ken shares in the beginning of the book. And I, if I, I think I mentioned this in the first episode that I did read it and really did enjoy the book. And, and it did kind of lead to these conversations that we're having. Yeah. 
And so uh, what we've done in every episode is I've read a piece of scripture that is connected to the story. And so I want to read again from Matthew chapter two, and it says they, and it's talking about the wise men, which we talked about last episode, entered the house and saw the child, Jesus, with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. And then they opened their treasured gifts and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so Randy, I got a couple questions. First is they entered the house. House. What house are they at? I thought it was a manger. Well, yes, this is an indication <laughs> that the timing of the Christmas story may be different from what we've always assumed. That that we've basically assumed that there's a traffic jam at the stable, there, yes. and that that wise men and their camels are jockeying for position with the sheep and the shepherds, and there are some donkeys around, and it's just they they're all cramming to get in at the same time, and. Um, no, it's not. It's it's likely that mm-hmm. the the magi came uh, quite a bit later, uh, a year or two uh, later, uh, and that this process of census taking that Joseph and Mary were involved mm-hmm. with right. was was not just an overnight thing. This was they they were coming to stay for a while mm-hmm. there, and so. In the days after the the birth, right. they probably found more permanent uh, lodgings uh, there. Right. Uh, it's also quite possible that the manger itself was part of a house complex. Ah, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. That often uh, there was a stable area on the first floor, and the heat from the animals would heat the mm. upper rooms okay. uh, huh. there. And uh, so the word for inn in Scripture could also mean just the upper room of a house. Okay. And uh, so we don't know. There are a lot uh-huh. of things we don't know for sure about the story, but but it's likely that they were in a house to begin with, but in the manger area mm-hmm. of the house uh, where the animals were kept. And um, and it's likely then that the Magi came sometime afterward. Now, one great clue with this is that remember that the Magi went to King Herod first. Right. And then, so he knew about this birth, and then they went on. And he inquired of them of when they had seen the star. Mm-hmm. And so allowing for the travel time and everything – Later, when Herod when Herod was in this murderous rage, uh, he um, he ordered the death of babies in Bethlehem, right. and it was babies between one and two years old. Right, and so okay. we mm-hmm. assume then that that you know he may have you know added a little more time there just to make sure, but it was at least a year earlier that the the birth had actually taken place and that Joseph and Mary were still there just in a house and mm-hmm. no longer just staying in a stable. Yeah, so I want to pause there before we get to the gifts, you have uh you have a story about or, or a theory, excuse me, not a story, <laughs> a theory about these um uh, these magi that they journey from far away and and why don't you share that theory because I, well, I find it interesting. <laughs> Well, yes. Now, this again, I want to keep saying we don't know things for sure about who the Magi were, where they came from. There are different theories. I like the theory that they came from the area of of Persia or or Babylon, which uh, which are right next to each other, and um, 
Uh, and actually, uh, in modern times, I- Iran and Iraq are are those those territories. They had a long tradition of uh, of astronomy, mm-hmm. astrology, and and actually those things in ancient times. Nowadays, we see astronomy as the serious science of of gazing at the stars, right. and astrology is kind of a mystic uh, pseudo spiritual thing about what's your sign and, mm-hmm. and all of all of that stuff. There are warnings in scripture about about you know letting astrology run your life basically mm-hmm. and uh and sort of worshiping the stars and uh so um we uh, so we, we realize that the magi were um uh, we're looking for signs in the heavens from the God who created the heavens. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what what brought them to uh, before the Christ child. Um, but I have a theory because one of the major Magi astrologers of previous times was Daniel. Right. He is identified as one of the Magi mm-hmm. in the court of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon at first, and then Belshazzar of Babylon. And then the, the Medes and Persians took over that country, but Daniel was still, He's still there, the yes. Magi, right. still there with King Darius. Uh, and um, so he was there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in fact, it says in one place in the Daniel story, he was in charge of all the Magi. Mm. So I keep thinking, what if he had started kind of a, a school of Magi? What mm. if he had taught them, instead of looking for signs from all their different gods, what if he had taught them about the one true God, mm. the creator God? Um, and what if he passed down a tradition for them of maybe you know being familiar with the Hebrew prophets right maybe his own writings they were familiar uh-huh. with I'm sure they were and um, and actually here's another little little bit here Daniel in some of the weird prophecies of Daniel he he starts talking about weeks and and there are like 70 weeks between this happening and this happening or 63 weeks or whatever okay. and and I'm not gonna get into interpretation of that at all uh and you'll be happy about that um (laughs) but uh that that the weeks pretty much everyone assumes that they stand for years and so these are batches of seven years and if you if you count up the years from this to that Uh um well those magi may have been counting up the years and Ah, saying oh it's about this time now that the the Savior will be born. Mm. They may have been looking, especially they knew for to those look signs at that time. in the heavens, okay. because uh-huh. this is the time that Daniel said uh-huh. that the Savior would be born, and so they were especially attentive right. to what was happening in among the stars, because they were expecting that the Creator God was going to send a sign uh, that they okay. could follow to see the birth of this Messiah. It's a theory. It's a theory. We don't know for sure, but I like the idea that maybe something that Daniel had planted way back yep. when mm-hmm. came to fruition 500 years later when uh, the Magi visit the Christ child. That's great. And so for all your questions, you can send them to Randy <laughs> at, no, just teasing. No, you have, uh, we will have, uh, you can email me at. I don't uh, want to lead anyone astray. So but, please don't, <laughs> don't base your life on my silly theory. Uh, but, but, uh, 
Uh, so seriously, back to the, back yes. to the story though. It says they brought three gri- gifts: uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And I know yes. there's not a lot to, to share with that, but why don't you just tell well, us actually, a little bit about those? Actually, things. there's some really interesting things in the words used for gifts. And notice that it talks about they they. Uh, I think this uh, talks about their treasured gifts, but it, actually the text says they they brought out mm-hmm. of their treasury mm. gifts. And so there are two words here. The word for gifts, dora is the same word used for when people came and brought gifts to the temple mm. uh, in, in, in Jerusalem there, that they, they would, it, it, the idea is it's not a payment, it's not a bribe, it's not anything you're expecting to get anything from, it's mm-hmm. a free will gift, it's just something you want to give, and the emphasis is on the giving. And uh, so clearly that was, you know, the, the Magi were were giving gifts of that nature. Um, in the temple, people would bring those free will gifts and put them in a box that was called the treasury. In in Greek, the word is thesaurus. And uh, okay. as, a, as a word guy myself, uh-huh. I, I love the word thesaurus. That's the reference book that you look up when you, you want right. to yeah. find uh-huh. a synonym for whatever word you're, you're thinking of. And uh, so, so, but it comes from an ancient Greek word hmm. for treasury, for, for a, or a box, a, a safe deposit box kind of thing. Hmm. And so the box at the temple that people would bring their dora, their gifts to, was called the treasury. Um, but here in this story, the magi come and they they have their treasury. They pull out of their treasury the gifts. They take the dora and out of the. They took yeah mm-hmm. yeah. And so and who are the dora going to? The Christ child. Mm. And so it's an indication that the gifts that people give to God in the temple are now being given to the Christ child mm. in the place of God in the temple. That This is God in the temple who is in this manger wow. and receiving the gifts of these, these magi. Wow. That, that's, that's, so that's really good. An interesting yeah. word study there so, from so, all of that. But, but so, uh, you know, we've been ending these with a so what. So, 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 so what? <laughs> Good question. Um, and and the thing is, I don't have any gold or frankincense or myrrh on me right now. Yeah, we I don't carry those things in our wallets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the the question I think for us is, what are we what are we giving mm. to the Lord? Mm-hmm. What are we giving to God to Christ? Mm. Um, what kind of gifts do we bring Him mm. at uh, at Christmas or any other time? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a deeply personal question. What What do you have? What do you have to offer that mm-hmm. that he wants? Um, you know, one of, one of my favorite Christmas songs. It's it's not in the it's not on the the big playlist. I think we probably won't hear it at our Christmas Eve service. But it's the Little Drummer Boy, mm. where you have this kid who who drums. And he says, you know, what what do I have to give to the Christ child? Well, I'm just gonna drum my heart out here. Mm. This is I'm gonna give him my talent. I'm gonna give him the music that I make. And 
I think that's great. Mm. I, I, and I think that's one thing that we see in Scripture again and again. What God invites us to do is to sing a new song to him, to make joyful noises for him, to use the, the trumpets and the drums and the cymbals and all of that stuff at our disposal to, to make music for him, but also all of our creative gifts to, mm. to offer to him in, in praise mm. that whatever kind of creativity we have, give that to him. But I think that's probably not all mm-hmm. that, that just, you know, God, well, Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? Mm-hmm. And he says, too, uh, love God, love others. And mm-hmm. so it is that love that sometimes we show in creative forms and sometimes we show in very ordinary ways mm-hmm. of, of praying, of paying attention to what God says in Scripture, of doing something good for the person next door yeah. or the person we meet on the train or, or whatever, um, yeah. that just the, the loving people. Mm. So yeah, I would say that the the creative expression of all that God has given us to give that back to God mm-hmm. and then just to show love to the people around us that those are gifts that we can give that are on a par with gold, frankincense and myrrh. I'd yeah, say. yeah, of greater value in in, in many ways, right? I think that, so. According to Jesus's economy, yeah. Hey, listen, Randy, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed uh enjoyed this time that we've had and listener, I hope you've enjoyed this as well and uh, we look forward to seeing you in the new year with some new episodes uh and um I'm sure Randy will be back again uh, doing uh doing something as well. So, thanks again. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for being a part of the Hope Community as we continue our conversations about faith and hope. If you don't already, please join us for worship on Sundays or on demand. You can learn more at meethope.org or find us on socials at Meet Hope Church.